This is your mom's favorite show, Beer and Chill Podcast. My name is Jan. And I'm Craig. And we would really appreciate it if you would stop by and listen to our show. We are talking about interesting facts about your favorite movies, games and TV shows. For example, did you know that Christopher Lee and Ian McKellen had a real life beef because Christopher Lee wanted to play Gandalf in Lord of the Rings? And many other great facts. We hope you check us out and enjoy the rest of your show. Bye bye. What's your favorite scary movie? They mostly come at night. Be afraid. Be afraid. Welcome, victims, to the Horgasm Podcast. Kill the lights, lock the doors, get comfy, and prepare for the sexiest and scariest podcast around. I'm Nick, and with me is my co-host, Ali. Hey, hey, hey. And our super secret special guest, Tanel. Hi. Woohoo. This, this was kind of planned, and then it didn't happen, <laughs> and then it happened. Yay. So, yay. Things I happening. know. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This yay. is awesome. Good to have, it's always good to have a special guest, just for the extra opinion yeah and, and thoughts exactly just a little bit of different because we're used to talking to each other especially about this movie that we watched this week yes we watched the fifth element which we've been talking to about each other since i'm pretty sure i could talk yep so man am i old <laughs> <laughs> so we're very used to talking to each other about this so to have another opinion is nice because we've talked trivia music characters oh yeah Actors, actresses, plot, everything to death. Quoting here and there. Mm-hmm. Listen to the diva dance mm-hmm. song over and over. Ugh. So good. So good. Well, this is my favorite movie of all time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Hands down. Yeah. Hands I can down. totally understand why. I'm in the same boat. It's definitely top five. Probably top three for me as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's really interesting. It's just a, such a cool movie. And I think that this is part of the reason that I got into sci-fi were movies like this. With just like such a cool plot and cool aliens and cool locations, stuff like that. You know? A kick-ass cast. Such a good cast. So good. We were talking about it last time, or on our last episode. And I remember when we were talking about it last week when we recorded, I was like, oh, I can't wait now. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I've been uh, just itching, itching right? for this. It's just, like, such a comfort movie. You know, it's one of those movies where, like... Like, I have TV shows that are the same way where, like... When I watch them, I just always get that, like, warm glow inside of me. You know? It's oh, yeah. just like, oh, happy movie. <laughs> Even though it's not, like, a happy movie in quotations. It's, like, a happy movie. It, like, emanates feelings that I had in my childhood. That you associate with good things, you know? Yep. Even though it's a movie about, you know, the end of the world. Which all good movies are about. Same thing like Independence Day is another one of those movies where it's like a happy movie for me. Armageddon. Yes. That's not so much happy. It's... 2012. <laughs> yeah. My dad's favorite movie of all time. jeez. Oh, I still haven't watched that. Oh. You haven't seen 2012 yet? No. Oh, it's really good. Don't it's... own it. Oh. I watched Jade Ben Pack last night. Oh, yesterday. that's a good one. That's a good one. That was a, it was the same time as Armageddon, but mm-hmm. I thought it was better because half the asteroid hits. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. I was telling Nick, I watched Hannibal, uh, Cannibal Holocaust last night. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it was a movie that was, like, banned, basically, in a bunch of countries. Like, it was actually pulled off many times because of how graphic it is. And, um, yeah, it was, like, on people, Shudder. People thought that the actors actually, actually died. Actually died. Because oh, the effects really? were so... It was so real. Yes. Yeah. Like, they actually kill multiple animals on screen and stuff, which bugged me. I was telling my sister about it today. I was like, yeah, you know, they kill a bunch of animals on screen. She's like, why would you watch that? You love animals. Why would you do that? And I was like, because everybody talks about it. Now they just have to do it. <laughs> like, yep. and it was, yeah, it was really messed up. Yep. It was really good. 
Like, it was really, really good. Like, it wasn't as shocking these days. We were talking about this earlier. Where, like, you know, if you want to see a turtle gutted, you can just watch the Discovery Channel. But back in the day when this was made, I think, I'm sure it was the 80s, 70s or 80s. It was very, very crazy. late 70s, early 80s. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was very taboo. There's lots of, like, male nudity, which was another not, like, huge thing. It was a huge thing back then. And actually, some of the actors were porn stars because they couldn't actually get a self-respecting actor to do full, full frontal. So it was crazy. It was interesting. It was a cool concept. It was just like the acting was bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> but because like they had some of the locals do the acting and stuff too. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, it was fine. I can say I watched Cannibal Holocaust now, but... Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't well, be like, rush out and watch it. So you can watch a monkey get scalped. It's like, it's not fun. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's really crazy. Yeah. I've heard. No I've heard. way. I, seen it, I never heard. watched that. Yeah, it's, no. it was a rough watch. There were some parts where I was just like, Ugh, I'd be okay. bawling my eyes out. Yeah, even no. the actors and actresses were bawling in between sets because it was it's very graphic. <laughs> like, it's very graphic. Yeah. yeah. But it was good. So, good. yeah, glad I watched it. <laughs> well, since we're on the topic of horror movies, now, <laughs> how did you get into horror movies? No, you're not the biggest horror movie fan, but nope. what are some of the ones you do like? What's your history with horror movies? I grew up in a small town, so obviously you always have the paranormal things going on around mm-hmm. and the stories that you grow up with, the folklore. Uh, the biggest show for me, movie for me, is Christine. <gasps> Hmm. Yeah, we were going to have you for an episode, but we I was sick. We were sick that day. Yes, yes. that's right. Yeah. Sad. yeah. That's my number one go-to horror that's movie. That's a good one. Really? Yes. I didn't like that movie so much. I think because I it's just... I love it. It's just... You have a hot car that yeah. acts like a loyal dog mm-hmm. until the owner turns his, turns around on it and tries to kill it. For sure. It's going to attack back, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. It, that movie is just like way up the high for me. I love it. That's a great take on, I've never heard of that one before. Mm -hmm. I'm serious. That's a great take of Christine. Yeah. That is 100% great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of cool. I like the beginning of it. It's just like, once I've watched so many, it's like the effects and stuff. Kind of the coolest part though is when it rebuilds itself. Yes. That part I could watch over and over again. I love that. I love it. That was cool. But interesting, Christine. Okay. So are there any other ones that you watch? Any TV shows? Anything like that? Well, I watched the new It and I just about pissed myself laughing at it. (laughs) The first one or the second one or both? The first one. Okay. Yeah. I can't bring myself to watch the second one. You will piss yourself laughing on that one. Excellent. Um. (laughs) And Jaws because I'm fascinated with sharks. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Meg. <laughs> oh, yes, the Meg. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, it's really a little corny, but... A bit. A bit. A bit. It could lot. be cornier. Um, that's <laughs> Jason Statham, though, for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I like the idea, you know, with, like, the reason how they got the Meg up from underneath, like, the, like, deep in the ocean. I thought that was a great idea. I haven't seen it, but I heard it's, like, not bad. It is good. It is good. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I remember you going to see it. And and I was like, oh, you need to tell me how it is. Yeah, and you said you liked it. I did, yeah. So, yeah, so we had Jaws, and of course with the lake right there. After you watch that, you don't want to go water skiing or swimming or anything. Because no. I was probably about five <laughs> or six when I walked in on my brother and his friends watching it. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that was kind of uh, trying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like the... Like Chucky, of course. Of course. Saw that in theater. Cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. How, how was that? So you saw Chucky in theaters. A very long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fine. I <laughs> love Child's Play. Child's Play are one of my favorite series. I just think that they're fantastic. They're so cool. And such a creepy concept. I have a thing yeah. with dolls. That's my one thing. You know, everybody's got the one thing. My thing is dolls. Annabelle, so I want to see that one still. It's very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, Annabelle's fantastic. Annabelle Creation is probably the best one. Oh, really? Whole series, Ooh. yeah, for sure. Definitely. Hmm. Yeah. Little kids, too. Little kids ones are creepy. I watched Orphan. That one was fucked up. Uh, Children we, of the Corn. Uh, we oh. have, we have, that one's on our, um, we're, it's later on. 
we're doing a, a cult month in a few months. Oh, okay. And we're doing that one. And Wicker Man. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yes. The first one. I literally put on our Google Doc. I was like, and then Wicker Man, but the first one, or I'll kill myself. Because <laughs> if I, I watched both of them in succession. Yeah. And the second one, oh, that was trying. That was trying. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. And movies. I love some cheesy Nicholas Cage, but it was horrible. <laughs> oh, Nicholas Cage is cheesy. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. But we're also doing Mandy, so that one is, uh, I heard that that one is a cult movie or something, and he's the star of that one. It's a Shudder exclusive or something, oh, okay. so I have no idea. I think yeah. it's on Netflix. No, it's a Shudder exclusive. Isn't No, you're thinking of uh, the color, Colors no, Blind No, I'm thinking of another one where he, uh, uh, I think it's Mandy. No, I'm sure Mandy's a Shutter exclusive. He, um, I, I know for a fact. <laughs> but um, he has, he's in another one, another horror movie called like Color is Blind or something on Netflix. Yes. I know what we're talking about, that one. Yeah. Too. I was sure Mandy was Shutter. I, I don't think it was because I remember seeing it on Netflix. And now it's off. You Interesting. Know, the Color of Space is the one you're thinking That of. one, yes. But uh, I know because you know, like, people were talking about it being such a bloody, gory yes. movie. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was on Netflix for a little bit. Hmm. Then they kicked it off. Interesting. They, yeah. Interesting. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Hmm. Yeah, his, um, I think it's, he has like an axe or something in it. And it's like people yeah. are super in love with that axe. I don't know anything about it. Neither do I. But I was um, just going through movies and I was like, oh, Mandy, everybody says it's good. Ah, screw it. Let's just watch it. <laughs> Basically every movie on our list is like, oh, let's just watch it. Except like House LLC. Yeah. <laughs> it was on movie. my list on Shudder. And every time I go past it, I laugh. I laugh and laugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, just going back to the shark movies. I'm trying to yes. do some good for Tanel to watch would be... Uh, 47 feet meters down. Yeah, 47 um, meters deep or something. Uncaged is the one that came out last year. That one's actually better, I think, than the original. And then there's The Shallows. The Shallows? Yes. I think this was called. Oh, you know what's another one that I wanted to watch that I thought would be good? Um, I think it's The Crawl or something. The one where it's like oh, a natural oh, disaster the and the alligators. Crocodiles, really. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I heard that's really good. I have heard that that one is amazing. Like the, it's the same feeling you get with like the ascent or whatever it's called. That one where it's like claustrophobic. You know that one? You We talked about it before. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That one. And um, oh, I was telling my mom about that too. We were actually talking about The Crawl. I don't remember why because my mom and I don't talk about horror movies. <laughs> but um, remember when we watched Apostle and they had to crawl through that creepy little gutter when they were trying to get yes. away from the bad guys? Yes. And I was like, I have never, that movie evoked feelings in me that I have not felt in a hot minute. And I've said oh. before, you'll have a hard time watching underwater at I'm, the beginning. I'm into that. I can do it. Mm, <laughs> I we'll love see. that. <laughs> I watched, um, I was telling you, I watched His House, which is a new movie on Netflix the other day. And it's um, about like African folklore. And it's basically these people escape Africa and come to London, I believe that they were going to, to like, you know, start a better life, all that kind of stuff. And um, they have to move into this low-income housing and prove to everybody that, you know, they're, whatever, paying taxes, getting jobs, all that kind of crap. And the house is haunted, of course. Of course. And it was so scary. I loved it. Yeah, it was so creepy. So, so creepy. Oh, and I wasn't expecting it. I was watching it while I was working and I found myself watching more than working, which never happens. <laughs> and it was like one of those movies. It was very dark. The movie, lots of, you know, hauntings happen at night and stuff. Yep. Oh, it was good. The The story was fantastic. And there was a twist that I did not see coming. And I was like, oh, I got fooled. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, and I recommend that one. Yeah. And it is called The Shallows with uh, Blake Lively. It's on yeah. Netflix too. Oh, it's Blake on Netflix Lively? Right yeah. In a horror movie? Mm-hmm. Basically, Interesting. she... Basic plot is, uh, after her mother passed away, she goes to this Cuban, I want this beach to sure. just get away and get over it. Mm-hmm. And she's out surfing. And surfing. Grew- <laughs> yeah. And a great white shark comes and basically bites her. She gets on this rock, kind of hides there. And she has to get away. 
The shark is literally just circling and waiting for her to. That's the whole movie. Yeah, but it, but you know it's like. <laughs> Sounds like Cujo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't talk Or it's like about it's like Cujo. the last the last bit of. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> it's like the last bit of um, Jaws. Yeah. That's okay. the whole movie. Mm. I think I might pass on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. I love sharks and they're gorgeous, beautiful, misunderstood animals. But I can't just sit there for two hours watching it. Well, there's other stuff happens circle. too. It's not just it's not just that. There's other stuff that happens. But like, so we gotta try and save her, and that goes horribly wrong. What? It always goes perfectly. In I know. This, it's someone got eaten. Pretty much. <laughs> oh yeah, cool. Well, I could definitely watch that. That's cool. The Shallows. The Shallows, okay. yeah. mm, Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Like I always like to, you know, tuck in with a nice horror movie before bed because I'm mentally stable. So maybe tonight it'll be The Shallows. I encourage <laughs> it. Then we'll talk about it in the morning. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll be at work. <laughs> I I'll need me too. I'll text you later about it. We're, we're sitting in my workspace right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And in that note, should we get into the fifth element? I think we should. Yeah. Yay. I'm screwed. You asked for a case. We brought you a case. A case with four stones in it! Not one or two or three, but four! Four stones! But what the hell am I supposed to do with an empty case? Your warriors, not But you can still count! It's easy. Look at my fingers. Four stones, four crates. Zero stones, zero crates! Pack everything up, we're out of here! Alright, so this week we watched The Fifth Element. It's a 1997 movie, and it is directed by Luke Besson, and written as well by Luke Besson, and screenplay was written by Mark, nope, Robert Mark Kamen. Kamen? Oh, something like that. Sure. I can't talk. <laughs> something like that. Oh, good. I did this guy. Did he direct anything else? Probably. Luke Besson. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know. He the did name. the professional with uh, John Reno. What? What's no. Pro- what's the professional? Oh my god! You must have heard the professional to know. You have to have. What? No. no. <laughs> okay. So. Luke Bess is, is a very well-known French director. Oh, um, French director. Okay, Yes, cool, he's cool. really known for The Professional with Jean Reno, and that was Natalie Portman's first movie. Uh, it's based about a hitman who, that's his job. His job is a hitman. He oh, goes and kills. Oh, I've heard of this. Is this the one where she kisses an older guy and it was controversial in the movie or something? Sure, I was, okay. I don't think it was very, very small <laughs> scene. Um, but this drug, he lives in this building, and it, it, it also stars uh, Gary Oldman. Yep. As the villain, who's just a fan, fucking tells this movie. Um, he, uh, the the girl's family owed him, like, he's a character who's, uh, girl's character is like a dirty cop. Owes them money for drugs. They had the drugs to sell, and I guess they cut it or something. It wasn't as good as it's supposed to be. Interesting. And they want the money for it. And they end up going and killing the whole family, uh, including the girl's little baby brother. And she's out getting milk. For uh, uh, the, the professional, the hitman. Mm-hmm. And she goes by and she sees her family all dead. She just kind of keeps walking to his door. And he's trying to decide whether or not to let her in. And he does. And then he basically kind of takes care of her while the police, all dirty cop, trying to find her and finish the job. And she almost, she kind of like um, hires him to take them out for her, not her family, her brother. Wow. Her parents were assholes her sister was, was a bitch but uh and that's basically she kind of becomes you know being so young becomes infatuated like um not stockholm syndrome yes. but similar yeah and yeah it's just such a fantastic movie cool like i can't say anything bad at all about this movie interesting if, if, if fifth element's number one professionals number two or three of wow. that oh yeah for huh. luke besson it's a fantastic movie Fabulous. I'm going to have you watch it tomorrow. <laughs> After, I'm going to let it smell, and she can watch it, and we can all like it together. Because Interesting. It yeah, it sounds cool. Awesome. Yeah. So huh. good. Okay, and so, okay, so these are like the two movies that he's, that you know of? Most or? well, well okay. for. Okay, cool. I'll look for some others, but I know that's what, like the two that I'm 
Okay. Good and that must have been an older movie, too, because Natalie Portman. 90-something. Yeah, so he's sure. well, well known for uh, The Big Blue in 1988, La Femme de Quita, 1990, um, Fifth Element, 97. Right. Uh, what else? Um... Leon Professional was in 1994. Uh, Messenger, The Story of Joan of Arc, 1999. Okay, so nothing um, newer? Anna. No. Uh, oh, he, he did Valerian and The City of the Thousand Planets, 2017. There we go. And he cool. did Lucy with... Um, oh, cool. What's her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's done a few good. Okay, interesting. Cool. Very, like, it seems like there's quite a few sci-fi-y sort of things in there. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, people like that just have the most interesting brain, I always think. Hey? Oh, yeah. Ugh, George Lucas think with of stuff like that. Star Wars. Or maybe they're just on some really good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> also that. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Nick, where did you first hear about this movie? Oh, I remember seeing the trailer for it on TV, and I thought, okay, cool, whatever. Came to theaters, I didn't watch it, and then one day in Outlook, I was looking to rent a, a movie, and the owner, Ian, is like, Nick, try this one, you'll like it, I, I promise. I'm like, okay, because Ian knows me pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I rented it, went home, watched it three times, Yeah. and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> and yep. then I kind of forgot about it for a couple years until 2003, 2004, it was on TBS, and watched it again, I'm like, oh yeah, this awesome movie that I love so much. And yes. then around that time, I went and found the uh, soundtrack yes. for it. Oh my God. Which I still believe that soundtracks to movies are one of the best places yes. to get music. 100%. All, all the good ones are one CD. Yes. Um, like some of the best ones are definitely the Wedding Singer. Oh, yes. Soundtracks. I love that one. That is a great oh, soundtrack. I have Dumb listened. and Dumber. <laughs> Wayne's okay. World. Oh, Wayne's oh, yeah. World. Like, yes. Like, hits on hits on hits like there, yeah. there's only a few cds that are 10 out of 10 that mm-hmm. every song is good not many you know what's one of them for me that i love and that everybody loves it's like that kind of brought it back almost guardians of the galaxy that I first guardians of the galaxy that. i, I have them at home. it on like <laughs> i that's one of the only cds i've bought like within the last 10 years i think you have both in charlie uh charlie has no, I took it out of Charlie. Oh. I've got uh, one of my buddy's CDs in there right now. Steve's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got his in there right now. He's got a hockey song. It's awesome. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy one. It's just, it, it ugh, brings back memories. Like, you know, all the, obviously I was not alive in the 70s. I'm, I'm, I'm a spring chicken. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it's just like... You know, songs that my parents listened to while I was growing up and then I listened to, like Fooled Around and Fell in Love, I could listen to on repeat. It is one of my favorite songs. I love that song. And it's just like, oh, I just love it. Yeah. (laughs) But I remember cruising around with you listening to that soundtrack for Fifth Element. (laughs) Like, we would just, and like the diva song over and over and over again, because it was my favorite song. (laughs) And and as we're watching. I love the dance that goes with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I first good. when I first saw that scene, I'm thinking, "What the hell is this? Yeah. What is this? Like at the time, you know, young Nick was like, "I don't like opera. This is bad. This is dumb." And then it kicked in the gear. I'm like, "This is good. I like this. Mm-hmm. This is ooh ooh yeah." And after that, I'm like, "This is such a great song." Yes. And for a while, I thought, "Oh, she made those sounds. That was actually singing." Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> that was right. not. But uh, just those really high notes. And jumping around, that was helped. Yes. But that's like almost all music nowadays. Right, sadly. exactly. But, Everybody's uh, auto-tuned these days. Pretty much. <laughs> we don't talk about that no, here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, I like the soundtrack. And like I said, there's one song they left out, which makes me so mad. Yes. It's the uh, chase scene song when they're when Corbin and Lilo are... Right from the cops. Yes, in the beginning there. Yes. That's the one time it's off the CD that I was so excited to listen to and it wasn't. I'm like, they, they changed it up with some other song and end up having to like download it off of LimeWire I was going to say, don't say LimeWire. <laughs> I got like, you know, 50 viruses as I downloaded the song. Yay! But, yeah. And I burnt it on one of my CDs, or two of them probably. Oh, so good. 
so yeah. good. Love it. Love that. Love the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how about Tanel? Do you remember when you first heard about this movie? Ah, uh, well, I actually went and saw it in theater. Really? Cool. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of older than you guys, but... <laughs> just a little. Just a little bit. Well, this came out in 97. We were all live. Yep. So. That's a good thing. I've already been graduated and had a couple <laughs> kids by then, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I was six. So I don't remember this coming out, but I, this was one of my dad's favorite movies and one of your favorite movies. So we watched it. I've seen this, like I just, it's always been there. It's just one of those movies that I've always watched. I know the plot. I know what happens. I know the characters. I can talk along to the lines. I just, I love it. It's just one of those movies that's always been there. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, this movie's got like everything. It's, it's got, got everything. Action, sci-fi, comedy, romance. Exactly. Yes. Uh, it has everything. Yes. So for something once, you know, we wants the romance, it's got the romance. A little bit yes. of extra with it, but it keeps entertaining. And things go boom. And things yes. go boom. And there's fire. Big bada boom. Big bada boom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, should we talk about the characters since I we're think going so. off on it? Because yes. I, the characters are the best part of this. Oh, such a great cast. Uh, yeah, so this they... lovely movie stars Bruce Willis as Corbin Dallas. When he was still hot. Yeah, he had yeah, hair. Yeah, with then. hair. He had some hair. I know, Bruce right? Willis with hair. What? <laughs> it's bizarre. It's like this one in Die Hard. Or yes. like the two that I always think of. See, I never got into Die Hard. <laughs> really? I love yeah. Die Hard. I know, my, weird, right? For me. Movies. Yeah. Yeah, lots movie. of things go boom in there, but uh-huh. <laughs> uh, It also stars Mila Jovovich as yes. Lilu, who has no problem being naked in movies. She's mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like a big, big time member of the Itty Bitty Titty Club. But she's yep. smoking. She's a smoke show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, the brilliant, awesome Gary Oldman uh, as Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. <laughs> Just a great, a great yeah. villain. Yes. A yeah. great villain. And just, he's the greedy guy. Yes. Not so much, you know, he's not the big main villain, but he's the guy who's the, the broker right. to get things going. Yeah. And he's like the middleman of the evil yes. guys. Yeah. yeah. I would say he's like the ma- main antagonist-y kind of. He is. Or the main antagonist in human form, I guess. Yes. Yeah, because you don't really hear much from the shadow other than the one phone call that exactly. it makes to Zorg. Yes. Right at the beginning there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just an entity in space. Yeah. yeah. And it's scared to be scared of something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 We have the the late, great Sir Ian Holm as Vito Cornelius. Love. Cornelius. Cornelius. And he just, he's, <laughs> I keep um, comparing him to Obi-Wan in this movie. I don't mean to, but the hood, the way I was going to say the brown hood. Yes. <laughs> There's so many familiarities between mm-hmm. the two. I can see why you do it. For uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does a great job. Um, when uh, the... The president tells me about 20 seconds. He hit that. 20 seconds. Easy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He does. Yeah. 20 seconds. He says that whole speech in 20 seconds. Um, All the dot. He, um... Oh, what was I gonna... Oh, also, he hasn't aged. Like, I swear to God, when you watch this movie and you watch, like, him... He has a bit. Comparing that to Alien, he's... he's no, a... no, no. I oh. mean, like, from this movie to, oh, like, sorry. current. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Like, to, like, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks great in both. Like, things. not even Lord of the Rings. Because Lord of the Rings was, like, 2001, wasn't it? Like, wasn't it, like, just after this? I'm more it talking about, like, after. even, like, say, within the last, like, five, six years. Like, he still looks, like, oh, yeah. the same. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy. I agree. We have the hilarious Chris Tucker as Ruby <laughs> Rod. Ruby Rod. And they yeah, originally going to have so Prince. Good. Originally, they were going to have Prince. Really? Prince was I could tough. see that. Yes. Up to a certain point. But I don't think he would have been so over the top as Chris. No, I agree. Exactly. I was just going to say, he would just like be himself and it would be probably would have been a bit more smooth. But I kind of like how this was like, he was so professional-ish sort of on the air. And then afterwards, then he was just like a screaming maniac for the rest of the day. Yeah. And a male slut. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Uh, We have Luke Perry as Billy Masterson. 
who everyone keeps forgetting he's in this movie. You know, I've watched this movie I don't know how many thousands of times and I always forget that he's in there. Yeah. Every, how many times have we watched this movie, Nick, and all of a sudden, Luke Perry's in it? Yeah. <laughs> and when I first watched it, I, I knew the name. I couldn't put a face to it. And the beginning starts off and he's not even on like, he was on like the, the front billing of the DVD or the VHS. And he's only in the beginning. I was going to say, he's only in it for like 10 minutes. Exactly. That's all he's in it for. Yeah. But that threw me off so bad because I'm like, oh, he's, I always got mixed up with um, uh, Bruce Willis. How? I don't know. But I couldn't quite put a face to him. And oh, whatever. I just go go see, oh, for that one, that's with Luke Perry. Who is he again? Who is he in that movie? And I just couldn't remember. Yeah. But now it's kind of in stone. He's. In the beginning, gets right. a small scene. Oh, I'll still forget he's in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Brian James as General Monroe. I don't know what else he's in. I can't think. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't I don't think know. It, no sadly. Uh, Tommy Tiny Lister Jr. as yes. President Lindbergh. He Mr. killed President. this movie. <laughs> he did a great job. He he's was, fantastic. He was an ex-wrestler. He was the criminal in The Dark Knight that throws the... Uh, the detonator over the side. Thank you. Hmm. Yep. I've been trying to play some for lost <laughs> out of how long. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. He really, he really, really is. They had a lot of really good cast on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And very well casted. Yes. yes. Yeah. And we have um, Lee Evans as Fog. I think he was the guy from, uh, I think that's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, yes, he, he's from uh, the American Pie. No, American Pie. Uh, there's something about Mary. Ah, yeah. He, yeah. yeah. He's the, uh, the English guy who fakes he's being English. And, I haven't uh, seen that movie in a minute. Oh, my God. It's been years. He's probably 10 years with, since I've seen that movie. He's the guy with the, uh, the, the leg condition. The crutches. The crutches. He walks around with the crutches with a really strong accent, and he's... I don't remember much about that movie. Oh my I just god! Remember... I think everyone remembers the zipper scene. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, but yeah. he's actually a pizza delivery guy that's in love with Mary. Okay. And he's walking around like he's Mary's best friend through the entire movie, trying to say that this guy's a fraud. He's a fraud. Oh. And turns out he is also a fraud. Yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah. He was playing uh. the uh, the sympathy card to try and get her to yeah be with him. Jeez. And it didn't work. <laughs> Yeah. I need to watch that movie again. Yes. Uh, we also have Charlie Creed Miles as David, the kind of disappointing son of uh, Cornelius. Oh, I was going to say, is that like the other priest guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so funny. So nervous all the time. I <laughs> love that. So clumsy yeah. and awkward. Yeah. Uh, Tricky as right arm, the the, the black helper to uh, Zorg. Yeah, the one that gets who, blown who up. Who keeps screwing things up. Yes. Yeah. And... Oh, I love these names. Moeen Labesco as Diva. Plavaguna. So fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. She's, I think, my favorite character in this whole thing. Really? Yes. Uh, I just love her. She's so cool. <laughs> and I think it's just because I have such good memories of that song that I just like, she's so cool. And so blue. So that blue. Big. I'm blue, dabba dee, dabba die. Really? Yep, I went there. Oof! <laughs> <laughs> it was in the same era. That was in the same time. You know, 97 was... Yeah. That was maybe 99. But still. That's true. Still. That's true. Oh, gosh. Oh, that was such a hit. <laughs> I know, and it was one of the stupidest songs ever made. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can, make, yeah. you can change the lyrics to anything you want. I still sing it at work all the time. It drives everyone nuts. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Should we get to the plot? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the characters. Okay, there that's, we go. That's, oh. that's, that's all I have for characters. <laughs> There's others I'm sure that will pop up during There's the There's no, like, wrap-up or segue. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think, I couldn't think of one. So I was... Bruce Willis has hair in this movie. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> I tried. All right, so... In 1914, aliens known as the Mondashawans... I, I think that's not how to pronounce them. They pronounce them differently... Mm-hmm. But whatever. Uh, meet their human contact, a priest of a secret order at an ancient Egyptian temple. They take, for safekeeping, the only weapon capable of defeating a great evil, which appears every 5,000 years. 
They promise to return the weapon before the great evil's reemergence. The weapon consists of four classical elements as four engraved stones, plus a fifth element in a sarcophagus. This is a great opening scene. Yes. I yeah. love this, how you got the, the archaeologist guy going through like this, the wall. Billy, who's just sketching and drawing. Aziz Light. And Aziz Light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and oh. the other uh, priest comes in. He's going to kill them both. He yes. Because they got yep. too close. And not, why they don't want to keep a secret, I don't know. Yeah, I don't again, know. You think, you know, they would but discredit think him. But back then, when you didn't know what was going on, and all of a sudden someone brings up an alien aspect, what do you think is going to happen? People For are sure. going to freak out. They're going to shit themselves. Absolutely. Panic, yep. and it'll hell will rain loose. Like, yeah. Yep, that's right. So yeah. why would you put that upon someone? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, it kind of makes sense, like, why they need to. And it's probably just part of, you know, because it says, like, it's been, what, 5,000 years since Lilu was last awake yep. or whatever. So it's, like, in between that, you know people passing down and it's just one of those things that you just follow to a T with these priests it's like anybody gets too close you kick them off yeah yep that's just how it is yeah yeah so they're, they're trying to find all the they find the uh the all the the symbols and the aliens show up and basically tell them that world war one's gonna happen we're taking the stones mm-hmm. and uh the one mandashawan he gets stuck trapped in the wall crushes himself mm-hmm. his home mostly and uh, they tell the, the priest, you know, in 300 years, we'll be back and get ready. Yeah. yeah. Shit's, shit's coming and we'll be here. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's, it's a cool opening where you get, like, just enough exposition to, like, make you interested in the story before we, like, really kick it in to modern yeah. day in quotations. Yeah. Yeah. In 2263, the great evil appears in deep space. It is a giant black fireball headed for Earth. It destroys an armed Earth spaceship. The Mondashawan's current contact on Earth, priest Vito Cornelius, informs the president of the Federated Territories of the Great Evil's history and of the weapon that can stop it. Yeah. And at first he's kind of laughed off. Yes, obviously. And they're like, yeah, I'll just shoot missiles at it. And it does not work. They're like, no, no, no. no. It antagonizes <laughs> it worse. And yeah, it, it, yeah, it feeds on. They don't on, listen. Yeah, it just feeds on everything that's yes. evil. Yes. Evil begets evil. Yeah, absolutely. So. You're absolutely right, yeah. So, on their way to Earth, the Manishawans are ambushed by a crew of Mangalores, hired by Earth industrial Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg, who mm-hmm. obeys the great evil. Basically, he, uh, evil gets Earth, and Zorg gets money for it. Yes, exactly. The Manishawan spacecraft is destroyed... The only remaining artifact, a severed hand in metal armor, is brought to New York City. From this, the government uses biotechnology to recreate the original occupant of the sarcophagus, a humanoid woman. This is the coolest part of the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, like the, I like these effects. You know, you, you kind of said earlier to know that the CGI was a little dated. And it mm-hmm. is. Definitely. But then you got like, scenes like this where they like, rebuild... Oh. It looks pretty cool. It I does. Look- I'm not saying that it's total crap. Like, for oh, no, that no. time, it was amazing. Yes. Was. But compared to what there is now, yes. it yeah. doesn't hold a That's why I say it's a little dated. It's just a little bit. It's not too terribly, but... Yeah. It's- I remember watching the scene, and I'll never forget when they start doing the bones. Like, the hands yeah. start doing the skull thing, and you start seeing, like, bones form, and you're like... Yeah. yeah. What? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's so bizarre, yeah. I, I just think it's so cool. And then with like the, then they put the tissue on, and then they close it and do the ultraviolet thing because that's how s- skin forms. And I'm like, this is like so advanced. <laughs> I know. And now you look at it going, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, exactly. it's, it's like a futuristic uh, 3D printer. Yeah. Yeah, but now we have things like Westworld out there too, where yes. yeah, they're humanoids. You might as well say as yes. well. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's also one other character I forgot to mention Figures. in the cast, if I can find his name. Because he plays like the head scientist uh, during this part. Oh, yeah. yeah. The creepy guy that keeps saying perfect over uh, and over again. Yeah. I'd still like to know what was too. glowing all over his face under the black light. Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I think we all know. <laughs> I oh. Maybe I could be wrong, but I'm sure that was him. And he's not popping up on IMDb either, which is making me sad. Oh no. 
It'll well, come to you at three in the morning. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, be- I didn't realize Al Matthews from Aliens is General Tudor. Huh. I didn't know that whatsoever. There you go. You know what? That's not three. The, the guy I was thinking of is not who I think it is. <laughs> he was not. He was... That character is Christopher Fairbank. He played uh, the creepy looking... Okay. I... How did I fuck that up? <laughs> he was also in Alien 3. Good there for you him. go. Yeah. Perfect. Um, alarmed by the unfamiliar surroundings and high security, she bolts. Jumps off of high ledge and crashes on into a flying taxi cab of Corbin Dallas, a former major in the Special Forces. So we get a little bit of him earlier on where he's waking up and he's in a, he's like a taxi driver. Uh, this guy tries to rob him in the, you know, he leaves. Yes. Which fails miserably because Corbin's too smart for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a great scene where he's, <laughs> you know, he's just, he's tweaking on something. Yes. And he's just, just <laughs> yeah. shaking away and he's like, well, you got to push the other button to arm it. It's like, oh, clicks the button. Give me the cash. <laughs> I was telling you that we say this all the time in my family. When we e-transfer each other or owe each other money, we'll be on the phone and it'll just be like, hey, Tori, um, you know, give me the cash. Give me the cash. <laughs> all the time. We say it all the time. It's just silly. But. <laughs> he takes his gun and points out a gun. You know, that's a nice hat. He's in Corbin's laughing. Yes. Yeah. And the guy and starts laughing. And then he does the little dance. dance. Yeah. You like it? Oh, God. But this movie, I just find, like, even with that kind of stuff, is so quotable. It's oh, yeah. so quotable. Yep. Like, yeah. even, uh, like, we'll, we'll be doing anything around the house, and my dad will be like, oh, you know, can you, like, uh, you know, hand me this? And I'm like, oh, I can't find it. Plays hell. <laughs> like, it's just, well, it's so silly. Or, like, when we'll be watching a movie, and it'll just, a car will explode, and we'll be like, big bada boom. Like, we, we were just doing that yes. earlier in the podcast. We did the bada boom <laughs> quote, because it's so familiar. Yes. And it's hilarious it's to say. It's just funny, yeah. yeah. Yes. I love it. <laughs> the woman's called Lee Lu and she remembers her previous life. Who wrote this? This is bad. This is bad Wikipedia. Oof. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Going through a few of these plots that are like, oh. and then the movie starts and then main character and then everybody dies and then the end. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, ugh. Yeah. Dallas oh. delivers her to Cornelius and Cornelius' apprentice, David. It's his fucking son. They recognize her as the fifth element. Uh, she has a tattoo on her Wrist. forearm, yes. which I would love to get. That's one of my future tattoos. We won't the... talk about tattoos because I got so many oh, I, I want to get right now. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah. We all have tattoos. We're all tattoo people here. Yeah. Have tattoos. Uh, as you realize, Lilu recuperates. She tells Cornelius that the stones were not on the Mandishuan ship. Simultaneously, the Mandishuans inform Earth's government while Zorg rages and kills <laughs> some of the Mangalore crew for failing to capture the stones. Oh, this is so bad. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking and explain because these yeah, are such good scenes. Definitely. Uh, and this is one of the reasons I love this movie are the cuts. Yes. Because yes. they, cut, they, they cut and they keep the story going with different scenes. Yes. So when uh, Zorg opens up the case, closes it, he's like, there should be four stones in here. This case is supposed to be full. Anyone care to explain? And he cuts to Lilu doing her... Um, uh, language, I forget what it's called, certainly, um, uh, not, not dialect, uh, like it's a, a... They just called it the ancient dialect. Thank you, yeah, yeah. ancient. And, um, and it was all made up, too. this is all like real language that Luke Besson made up with um, Mia Dovovich. They made it up themselves, and it's actually language. But she's on her, you know, just talking away, explaining to, to Cornelius about how they switched the stones out, which is, again, a funny scene, and ends with Cornelius saying, we're saved. And cuts his org, I'm screwed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just a love the scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He shows off this new weapon that he's going <sighs> to give to the Mangalores. And and this weapon was in Resistance Fall of Man. Yes. I remember yes. it was my favorite gun to use where you can tag a, a, an enemy and then shoot anywhere. So you can like go from cover, shoot the enemy, and then behind cover, just... Just shoot, and he goes right and to And it, him. like, <laughs> homes yes. to other things. It was yes. so neat. So, so neat. Yeah. Yes, when I saw that in that movie, or that game, I'm like, 
Fifth Element. They got yeah. it from Fifth Element. Exactly. Of course they yeah. And they never use it at all for the rest of the movie. That's nope. now pointed out as we're watching. Like, why does he do the, the, the homing shot? I'm like, well, I don't think he tagged her, but... Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. my, that's my lame excuse. It yes. Just, like, he had all these weapons. He had a, a rocket launcher, a flamethrower, a net gun. Like, yes. all these things that you never see at all after this movie. Nope. Nope. <laughs> at all. Um, the stones were entrusted to an alien opera singer, the diva Plavaguna. Earth's military sends Dallas to meet to meet her uh, with a rigged radio contest providing a cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, it awards Dallas a luxury vacation to planet uh, Flossum, accompanied by flamboyant talk show host Ruby Rod. Yay! Woo-hoo! I have to say, I, have to, I cannot say his name. Other, any other Normal, way. I yeah. Can't. I can't. <laughs> Can anyone? <laughs> no. It includes a concert by Plav Laguna at a flying hotel. Um, yeah, so there's a bunch of different kind of things go on here. Uh, he gets offered the, the mission, mm-hmm. and then Cordelius and Lilo show up, and they're trying to, you know, we, we heard you won, we want the tickets. I got to save the planets. Right. And uh, Corbin turns his back, because Lilo's changing her shirt. She has no problem getting naked in this movie. Yep. And... Um, Curly takes the opportunity to smack in the head with his award, yes. take tickets, and runs. And then they go to the airport, and there's a huge wall of garbage. Yes. And this was cut. This there's there's be a big scene where the um, this is all the garbage is because the the guys who clean are on strike, these aliens, and they're hiding in the garbage. Because I always wonder what was with the garbage thing. Like, yeah. I never... They're on I mean, strike. And so they're just like, oh, sorry about the garbage, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, huh. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why there is garbage here. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, was in the I knew scenes. they were on strike, but I didn't know they were in the garbage. They were on there. Like, they were... I think they had them in there. Like, it was filmed, but they just cut it. They wow. didn't have any... I guess it was, you know, movie too long. It was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But it, it just kind of explained why there's a bunch of garbage. Right. And it's like, what's the point when this movie's already over two hours? You know, you don't want to... Really? It goes by so fast. I know! Oh. I was looking on Netflix when we put it on. It was like two hours and seven minutes. Oh, I was nice. like, no way! <laughs> I thought it was an hour and a half. No? Oh, no. I know. Okay. Crazy. Um, uh, includes a resort, a concert, blah, blah, blah. Dallas <laughs> learns that Lilu shares his mission and lets her accompany him on his vacation. Cornelius instructs David to repair the temple and stows away on the luxury spaceship. The Mangalore crew pursues the stones for themselves, also board the ship. During the concert, the Mangalore crew attacks and Plava Laguna gets shot. It says her she dies, she gets shot. Fuck you, Wikipedia. Whoever wrote this, you suck. Yeah, yeah but if she just... hadn't died, they wouldn't have gotten the stones exactly. out of her either. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why she got shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. Dallas extracts the stones from her dead body eventually, and he kill, he kills. Oh God! This is <laughs> it reads: He kills the Mangler leader, and the others give up. <sighs> There's a nice action scene here where Dallas charges out and shoots him, and then he gets shot at, and rockets sent at him. He asks this deaf guy for the gun. He throws him two uh, cue balls because he's deaf, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Lilu, she's also, because the Mangalers go and try and find the stones, they think they have them, she uh, fights them off, and then uh, turns out she gets shot by Zorik, who shows up, because his whole plan goes awry, uh, mm-hmm. his, his lackey kind of was supposed to board the, uh, the ship as Corbin Dallas, because they thought they kidnapped him, they didn't, mm-hmm. and he gets blown up, and yeah. he goes himself, and uh, yeah, it's, they're skipping so much good stuff here. <laughs> So Dallas eventually he uh, shoots the leader, and they all give yeah. up. That's just yeah. Right. What, so they lose their leader, they don't fight. Bingo. Yes. Yeah. And he yeah. explains it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Meanwhile, Zorg arrives. Uh, he shoots and wounds Lilu, activates a time bomb, and flees with the carrying case, which he presumes contains the stones. Yes. When he discovers that the case is empty, he returns. He manages to deactivate his bomb. But a dying Mangalore sets off his own, destroying the hotel and killing Zorg. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Dallas, Cornelius, Lilu, and Ruby Rod, Ruby Rod, <laughs> escape in Zorg's private spaceship with the stones. Um, oh, what else can I 
add to that because they skipped a lot of stuff for again. Yeah. They did. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty this, interesting. This fight scene and this is the coolest. This is yeah. my favorite fight scene that and, they do. Yeah. And also the, um, like, not once. Not once. They have one tiny scene where Zorg and Dallas meet. Not they even meet. One goes in the elevator. Just as it closes, Zorg, it opens up and Zorg comes out. Yeah. Exactly. That's so rare to see in any movie nowadays. you got to have some sort of conversation between the villain or the protagonist and antagonist. Exactly. They don't. No. Not oh. once, which is great. It's great storytelling. It's just awesome. I agree. Um, again, we get a funny scene with uh, Zorg when he's flying away. He thinks he's got the stone, opens it up, starts laughing, turns to <laughs> cries. They're not there. Like, yeah. He's yeah. so upset. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he never gets to see the stones. No, he never does. No. And um, we also mentioned when, the, when the, the evil is talking or in presence, a, bl- a black kind of blood-like liquid kind of comes down yeah. through his heads. Uh, which I don't know if it was originally described. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's just like a, like a blacky brown almost yeah. liquid. It's like, it's like. Like goop, like tar yeah. almost. Yeah, it's like the evil just is, is liquefying yeah around him because mm-hmm. we see that earlier That's and uh, what else happens I can talk about this part um, oh yeah he goes he deactivates the bomb because yep he's also going to find the stones yeah and uh, he stops it with like five seconds left. yes yeah, yeah, yeah. of course and, oh, before, the typical movie <laughs> exactly that's something when uh, when Dallas goes to grab uh, Lilu Ruby Ruby Rod and um uh, Cornelius show up and Ruby's like what's this and Cornelius is like it's up it's up, it's up. no 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 no. if there's yeah. a bomb you know the ship would go off would be you know to be there's bomb alarms sure enough alarms go off and the whole ship evacuates which is again a great funny scene yeah Just, right in the middle of a very yeah. tense situation yes yeah and then they throw in the comedic values to it which again it works so well what I found interesting this is well Totally off what you're talking about, but it's in my head, so I gotta get it out. During the Diva song, Mm -hmm. at the beginning, where it's the operatic slow, and they're going back and forth between the Diva and the room, and then it's nice and quiet in there, they're doing their search, whatever, in Mm -hmm. the room, and that's when the music's calm. But as soon as Lilu walks in there, that's when the Diva song just yes. goes nuts. Yes, I didn't even think of that. Such a cool I, I, fight I scene. I love it that. Yes. It's like she knows what's going on behind the scenes, but no one else does. Right. And she's trying to express it mm-hmm. at, in her performance. Yes. yes. I love that in that movie. I agree. Yeah. It's I agree definitely neat. Yeah. That's a great scene. And then even the end, the, the, the end pose is yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. Arms stretched out, you know, head kind of back. Um, and like, just thinking when it ramps up, it's yeah. uh, one part, you know, she's doing backflips. And you go to the diva, she's doing the um, hand gestures, you know, the dancing. <laughs> yeah, you and do just, the diva dance. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Thanks for bringing it up. That's such a great scene. I love that. Mm-hmm. Just again, that's where the cutting, the choreography perfect yes this is going to be the reason why it's my favorite fucking movie ever <laughs> exactly. love it yep mm-hmm. and then at the end obviously diva shot and so is Lilo. oh yes that's, i know you thought of that yes yeah. they both mm-hmm. shot yeah that i missed i didn't put that connection yet i thought oh just whatever that's good thing to know here I'm just <laughs> all the yeah yeah i've always loved that part about the movie oh yeah mm-hmm. it's great as the great evil approaches Earth, they meet David at the temple. They deploy. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. They, they deploy oh. the stones. They put the stones in their fucking places. But Lilu, having learned of Manny's own terrible history of war, has given up on life. Just like every woman that's been married and divorced. <laughs> Shots fired. Okay. They have a little more difficulty than than deploying the stones, trying to figure out how to make them open up. Yes. And then actually it's David who finds out because he's you know, puts his hands on there and he's like, We're not gonna make it and there's a big sigh. And yeah. the breath, of course, he's on the uh, the windstone because it's yes. four elements. Wind, earth, water, fire. Because it was right. in the script. Yes. Bingo. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they find out how to properly, you know, activate him. And it comes to fire, of course, Corbin has one last match. Yeah. And Lights it and almost goes out, and then he 
activates it. Matches suck ass. Yep. <laughs> and then have like some sort of torch in the future. Well, they've got some really cool ones now. I keep seeing ads for they don't. If you can shake them and they don't go out, you have to actually put them yes. in the container. I've oh, seen so that. Extinguish them. Neat. That looks fun. That would be awesome for camping. Yes. Not for Angela. No. Shh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be good for her at all. <laughs> no. No little pyro. Um, yeah, we. Yeah, we'll talk later about that. Oh, oh okay. Dallas declares his love for her and kisses her. In response, Lulu combines the power of the stones, emitting divine light. That's what's called the divine language. Yes. Uh, onto the great evil and defeating it. She and Dallas are hailed as heroes and as dignitaries wait to greet them, the two embrace passionately in a recovery chamber. Oh, that's what we're embrace calling it? Embrace passionately. Embrace passionately. That's hilarious. They were not huh. They were fucking. They were. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was going to say, I think their, their naughty regions were embracing passionately, <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm a little bit more blunt. Sorry. <laughs> Also, uh, we find out that the uh, the great evil become basically Earth's second moon. Exactly. Meaning that 5,000 years ago, the first moon was the great evil. Yay! Which is a great, again, a great little kick there. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great, I like that. I really do. I really yeah. think that's a great um, ending. Right, yeah. Yeah, the ending was good. It was very 90s, I always think, the ending. You know, and yeah. on, you know, the... Happy, happy, joy, yeah, joy. Yeah, the happy, you know, protagonist with his new love, you know, passionately embracing. And, you know, <laughs> just like, it's such a, it, it's such a good ending. It's just, ugh, it's funny. Well, I might be losing my manker for this, but... When I first saw, and I still do, when I first, when I do see that end scene with them in the blue, blue light in the yeah. chamber. Yeah. That's like, not my favorite scene, but for like, you know, for the passion, for yeah. the looks to give each other. Yeah. I love it. It's so cute. That, oh, is, yeah. that is my picture perfect, like, not like love scene, but just, just the, the, the atmosphere. Like, it's like so tender, yeah. you know. Everyone says, oh, the, uh, oh, what's that one, the, the kiss in the rain. Um, oh, the, the, notebook. the notebook. Everyone was like, oh. oh, that's the best, you know, love that's scene ever. That's a toxic ever. relationship. <laughs> I said, yeah. them. And I will. The not. ending scene with the blue light is the most romantic scene ever. Because it's just them, and they know it's just the two of them, you know. And they, and they just, found each other. And yes, and Dallas they can just enjoy, and, you know, they've saved the world, so they can just, you know, hang out. And, and Dallas even <laughs> says at the beginning, he's talking to Finger, his old army buddy. Yep. Um, because we find out that he uh, he was married, and then his he got a letter from his wife saying that she's leaving him. Yep. And a second letter from his lawyer saying he's leaving with his wife. Yep. And uh, <laughs> he's telling Fever, "Yo, I'm not looking for any woman. I'm looking for the perfect one." Exactly. And right. he is the perfect being. All yeah. the foresight you need is right there in that yes, one line. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah, he's like, you know, the, you can. There's a million women out there, and he's, I don't need a million women. I just need one. Yeah, I'm looking for yeah. the perfect one. She doesn't exist. Well, whatever. Yeah. And he finds her. Yay! And the blue light. She literally falls into his cap. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and he, he makes one of the most. I think one of the most, not charming, but um, uh, his his very slick words when he uh. He gets her out of the auto wash when he hides her in the shower. <laughs> yes. Uh, she comes out and you know, he gets a towel dryer off. She's like, this is the second time you've been in my arms today. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> well done. Big thumbs up. That's... See, for great. some women that might work. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, haha, lame. Nice one. Yeah, okay, like, <laughs> Swipe right on that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or in my case, you just might get a smack <laughs> upside the head. Swipe right on me. <laughs> Oh well, Nick. I feel like I already know the answer to this, but what would you rate this movie? (laughs) A one, worst movie ever. No, I love. Hate it. It's all been a bit. It's terrible. Worst movie ever. No, I love this movie. It's a five. Yeah. This is this has got everything. Yep. Um, both things missing would be horror, but. You still got the guts in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You got the mangoes are pretty creepy. Yes. Um, the Amanda Show ones are very different looking. I love their design. Right. How they yes. are just, they're like one big, like a big walnut. 
Yep. With arms and legs. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a five. I, I love I it. I love the music. I love the acting. I love the, the script, the plot, the everything. Mm-hmm. The comedy. I love it. I love this movie. Yep. Perfect. I agree. Yeah. And how about you, Tanel? Honestly, I'd probably have to say about four. Mm-hmm. Just Good. because it is so predictable. Like, right at the beginning, like, we were in years talking about Corbin's line, looking for the perfect woman. Yeah. Right there, you know he's going to end up with her right at the beginning of the movie just by that one mm-hmm. line. So just the predictability of all of it, I sure. have to say four. <laughs> for sure. That's fair. No, yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm right in between you guys. I'd say it's probably a 4.5. <laughs> just, um, like, everything is just awesome. I, I really love this movie. There's, yeah, a bit of the things, like, that didn't age well. Like, some of the CGI. But overall, it's really well done. Like, yeah. obviously, we just talked it to death for the last hour. How amazing it is. Um, yeah. We talked another hour. I really yeah. could. Yeah, I'm that's totally fine. Totally could. <laughs> yeah. Has it been that long already? <laughs> But it's, um, yeah, such an easy movie to watch. And it's one of those movies that I've watched a million times because you can always put it on, you know. There's nothing you have to fast forward through. It's always something is happening. Even when she is topless, they try to cover her somewhat. It's not not like a very, you know, blatant scene. Like when she's first, uh, when you first, when she first can reborn, you could say. Yeah. It's just side. You just see a bit of the side boot and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when she dresses in the Cornelius's office or yeah. room, his, her, yeah. his place, it's a very brief, brief yeah, exactly. shot. and she's blurred in the background. And I think yeah. there's people uh, in the front. And yeah. when yeah. Uh, she's changing her wet shirt in yeah. Dallas's place, it's on the background. Same thing. Yeah, it's very, very like it's it's very soft. Yeah, I guess it would be the fact. It's not predominant. Yes, yes thank exactly. You. Exactly. It's in the background. It couldn't have been that bad because my parents let me watch it when I was wee. Yeah. So, <laughs> although, although I, I forgot, I forgot about the uh, the implied sex scene with Ruby Ruby Rod. Oh yeah, and the, uh, the stewardess, which I forgot all about. I didn't. I never picked up on it until obviously I was older. I didn't get it. I was oh. like, "What's he doing? They just must be playing." I don't get it. And then I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> even watching it now because I didn't understand it because nothing is really implied or anything exactly. if you're a child but when they're going to take off and like her legs are going up <laughs> yeah. and yes. I didn't get it I didn't understand it and again I thought that was a great joke yes uh, it's one yeah. of those mature jokes that yes. kids won't understand yeah. yeah landing gear is going up you know and her legs go down like, yes exactly <laughs> and when it takes off she screams out and yep yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. So good. Oh, such a good movie. Oh yeah. my gosh. And then even a little bit, like even when we get introduced, we didn't even talk about how it skipped. Ruby Rod introduction. Yes. Which is great. He gets a little, like his own little thing. Yes. His own little song and dance. And it's awesome. Yes. So awesome. You and I were singing along to it because we, we know. To. We and had it's to. just. <laughs> how to. Oh. And we, uh, he, uh, he was the one girl and then turned around and smacks her ass out of the way with yes. yeah. like every girl that he walks past he like whispers to them or like you know does something and they to just them. get all <gasps> yeah yeah exactly like, like it's a celebrity and, yeah. and also this is also uh a little bit more trivia here before we get out of here oh. uh the um all the girls who were like you know with the stewardesses yeah uh, uh, mcdonald's actresses or mcdonald's yeah they all had freckles yes and that was a pure accident by the uh the hiring department really and you'll realize oh they got freckles well let's make it a thing so all the girls who were working who had the the funny dresses and all that they were they had freckles on and i thought it was like great again it's a small little detail but it works it's a great detail it's awesome huh so Nice. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I, I did notice that lots of them had freckles, but I thought it was just a thing. I was like, well, people in the 90s must just have freckles. I don't know. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. I, I still, still do. do. I do too. <laughs> and Ichabod's Kill the Flick. What we, was it again? It was the Diva Death. Oh, yes, yeah. the Diva Death. Yes. Because it's kind of hard to uh, one up, you know, some a celebrity dramatically dying on stage and then yeah. digging through their guts. Yeah. And pulling out stones from their tummy. Ancient artifacts, yeah. It's pretty hard to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how would they have gotten it, them into her? This always bugged me. Because yeah. didn't they, like, just find them? Like, isn't it, like, 
basically like Zorg's like, oh, they were on the ship and I missed the stones, darn. And then it's like, oh, by the way, we're going to float some paradise. And then like literally like the next day, like, so she just had major surgery to shove four stones inside of her well, and then perform. They didn't say when they had given it to her though. Yes. Given them to her. So but it, it could have been a while ago. Really? Because they took the stones in 1914. This is 2236. Oh, they had 300 okay. years there to yeah. get the meal. Okay. Because that's that's right. okay. I thought that he was like intercepting the stones in the box. And that's like like he, in the beginning. And that the stones were thought. actually well, in I, the I box. Think, I think that was kind of the Mother one's plan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just in case. Well, that makes so... more sense because I was like, how is this bitch getting major surgery and then performing on stage the next day? I don't like it. <laughs> and not having but any that, scars. Well, right? And, and Lulu kind of explains it to Cornelius when she's, you know, yeah. explaining how yeah. they, you know, they want someone they can trust so they... <laughs> yeah. They, they crawl your sister with cross, yeah. So she gives the diva and uh, she's going to give him there. Yeah. So yeah. if she didn't get shot, how does he get him out? Does he get poop him out or... Could be. That's, yeah. She's yeah. an alien. Who knows? Yeah, Maybe there was a special spot in her body for safekeeping. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe but, like, you a know, like she's an alien. So yeah. Who knows? Kangaroo. <laughs> Maybe she was know. born and yeah, you know, f- just for that one specific reason. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. We know. don't know the backstory on that one. No, we yeah. don't. So I have fun ex- thinking about that. Yep. Yeah. Think about that for a while. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and next week we're we watching. Are watching space balls. Oh my god! <laughs> Watch out! We thought it was the perfect movie to end on. Originally, for a fake orgasm month. <laughs> originally, it was going to be Star Wars. Yes. Episode four, but then <gasps> I. I forget how I, f- I found a clip of Spaceballs on YouTube. Oh my god. It was, uh, when, when, when will then be now? I remember watching that one in theaters. <laughs> so funny. And I'm like, you know what? No, Texalana changing to Spaceballs. Yes. All the yes. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm like, of course. Of I've course. actually never seen it all the way through. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, I've only seen clips. Find... Honestly, I've never seen. I don't even know the storyline of it. Oh, I just know how funny it, it is. <laughs> so I've just seen clips. I know. I'm really excited. But I know you always loved it. And I don't know so why funny. I never. I think mom and dad it's thought it was inappropriate. I could see how they would think. Oh, that. really? Okay. Because oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I know it's that. It's funny as hell. Yeah. Is it's it's okay, Mel Brooks. It's, it's pure Mel Brooks humor. Perfect. It's awesome. <laughs> there, there was an Sounds old. Uh, when people were wondering who uh, Ray was. For the new Star Wars movies. Yep. Um, I think I threw out the um, uh, Lone Star and Vespa's child. Oh, God. <laughs> and she got lost in uh, the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. Which would have been funny. Oh. Well, that'll be fun next week. Hooray. Yep. It's a oh. great movie. You'll love it. It's a good movie to end Fake Orgasm Month on. Yep. It awesome. Is. And thank you so much for joining us with this week. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. This episode was brought to you by our executive producer, Ichabod. We hope you enjoyed your orgasm as much as we did. Please don't forget to rate, download, and subscribe. Also, like and follow us on Facebook at Horgasm Podcast, Instagram at Horgasm, Twitter at Gasm Whore, and YouTube at the Horgasm Podcast. If you have a movie you'd like us to review, this is the best way to let us know. We hope to see you again next week because we have such sights to show you. Plenty of orgasms for you to experience. An extra An thank you. Extra for... special thank you. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Yay. For Yay. I finally made it. You Woo-hoo. did. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the podcast and hope to see you again in the future. Bye. Um, see ya. Bye.